Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of August 13th, 2023, Aaron and I end up talking about TikTok far too much. We're going to learn about a Canadian social media personality named Little Tay, who may or may not be dead. We're going to talk about the TikTok trend of drinking borax. We'll hear about some heart-shaped nonsense in Tofino, BC. And we'll choose sides in a hunger strike that just happened in Chilliwack. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport. This feels a little weird. We usually do this on Sunday night. It is not Sunday. It's Tuesday night when we do it now. It well felt like Sunday today. Today's my last day of vacation. I've been off for the past three weeks, so I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I go back to work tomorrow, and and then we were recording tonight too. So I was like, ah, this is a total Sunday right now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. I don't want to talk about work or Sundays or what day it is. It's all irrelevant. People will be listening to this, God knows when. So let's just get to the good stuff. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, was at the dentist today. Oh, did you get a filling? No, I just got a cleaning. Just uh, polishing up the pearly whites. Yeah, that's nice. So you, you feel great after that, but then you feel like such a scumbag when you like drink a coffee later in the day and you're, or something. You know, like all that hard work. Yeah, and then just flush down the toilet. Mm. That's all right. As I sip a coffee. I know, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're lucky to have dentists, right? Oh, we're very lucky. Yeah, a lot of the, you know, the, the mouth is the gateway to the rest of the body. So it's good to keep it in pristine condition. Mm. Other than your dental visit, do you have any weird things going on? Anything you want to tell me about? Uh, I have been deep diving into the Degrassi catalog. Oh, like uh, the original Degrassi Junior High? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole original series. And I'm just, it's all I've been doing in my, you know, not all I've been doing, but whenever I have a couple hours, I'll sit down and plow through a ton of episodes. Does it hold up well? I haven't seen it for years. Uh, An episode. I haven't seen an episode of it for probably 15 or 20 years. Does it hold up? Absolutely. It does. That was the question that I had too, because I watched and for international listeners who aren't Canadian, uh, Degrassi was a TV series that aired on Canadian television through the CBC and it was about these kids growing up, you know, which it started following some of them on Degrassi Street, it was called when they were kind of like in elementary school. And then a new series came out called Degrassi Junior High when when them and a bunch of new characters were in junior high. And then Degrassi High comes out after that, following the same characters. And then after that, they made a movie called Schools Out uh, when they finally graduated and it follows the same characters then and then there's a whole series after that like degrassi uh, next generation or new generation whatever it's called mm-hmm. uh, and some of the characters are so it's 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 a it's a whole universe that they built uh with these canadian kids it's a it's a mm-hmm. wicked show it totally holds up 
and I was impressed. It's even better than I thought it was because I loved oh, really? the show growing up. I loved. Yeah, me too. Watch- we all did. Yeah, we all did. You know, it was a part of our. It was a part of our childhood. So there was the nostalgia factor that you had that I had looking, thinking and remembering the episodes being like, oh, my God, like all these characters that I used to know. And then I thought going in to rewatch it, that it would just be for the nostalgia. That that would be it, Um, that the show would be corny and it would be low budget and not very good, but still entertaining because I grew up on it. But it's a solid show. Like I was really impressed. Like, and it's it's surprisingly, yeah, it was. It's really well written. The performances are great. Like I'm, I'm blown away by it. And cover some uh, heavy topics. Did not a character like get AIDS? I think, yeah, at and, one point? and Degrassi High, Dwayne. Uh, yeah. I remember. HIV, I remember that yeah. being like a really heavy episode for because that was geared towards kids. But maybe I'll check it out. You've inspired. Yeah, them, right? yeah, and that's that's early nine. This show, the, these series, uh, multiple series, play. You know, the late eighties, early nineties is when they kind of are in their heyday, right? So uh, those topics that they cover, yeah, a lot of the things. I'm like, wow, they really push the envelope in this show. Shout out to Degrassi. Absolutely. So you've been busy with that. I have something weird going on. I think I accidentally did my part to keep Canada weird. I don't know how much you know about this, but I use TikTok, uh, but not in the way that I probably should. Generally on TikTok, I make what my wife calls like inside jokes with yourself, where it's like a Mm. dumb video or a dumb joke that it's almost like an inside joke, but really the only person who finds it amusing is me. And I made this series of videos for no good reason other than boredom. I was at Walmart and one of those things were on the the shopping cart where you got to put a quarter in to release the cart. You use the cart. When you bring it back, you lock it up, you get your quarter back. We've all seen those things. Mm -hmm. I just made this sarcastic video kind of riffing on a lot of like the protests maybe that I don't generally agree with or whatever and i was pretending that i was really upset about this cart needing to have a quarter installed and i was planning to protest the shopping cart practices that walmart had everybody i'm at walmart on mumford road in halifax and i got bad news for you if you use shopping carts it appears these things are just installed some type of gadget that requires you to pay a dollar to use one of their carts if anyone plans on protesting this let me know and i'd like to join the rally and i just made that video as a joke And for whatever reason of everything I've ever done on social media, that video ended up going viral. It had like tens of thousands of views within like a day. Almost unanimously, the people in the comments didn't understand my sense of humor. They thought I was actually, you know, planning to protest Walmart. So I kind of doubled down and then I started to make a series of videos where I was talking about the protest and I was referring to it as the free cart convoy and referring to like my army of supporters. I've heard from people from all across the world who are not going to take it from Walmart. And yeah, if you see my last post about this, I also heard from a lot of haters who had awful things to say about this movement, but they're more than welcome to counter protest. But Before you decide to stand in front of the free cart convoy that will be crippling this parking lot Tuesday at 9 a.m., I take a long, hard look in the mirror and decide whose side of this you're going to be on. I even had a couple characters come on the series, like our friend Randy played the part of Rick, a school bus driver who was going to drive protesters to and from the protest site, which was the Walmart. Anyway, we did that for a while. I just kind of 
eventually got bored of it and just moved on. I thought it was done. I thought it was all behind me. And then just last week, completely unexpected, I got a I got an email from some news site in the U.S. asking if they could interview me and if I could give a comment on <laughs> <laughs> the protest at the Walmart. I didn't get a chance to, to respond right away because I didn't realize what they were writing me about. And then, sure enough, I Googled my name to be like, are they doing a story? And they did. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just going to... It's actually... Yeah. It's crazy, because, uh, but it's one of my life achievements. Uh, my proudest moments is this article. I want to read you just some of it. So the headline is, Walmart shopper complains about gadget attached to shopping cart. It backfires. And then their like, subtitle is, Jesus, man, you get your dollar back. <laughs> because what I did like in my, in my video complaining, I made it act as if I thought I had to pay for the cart not that I would get the quarter back when I returned the cart that was like a part of the joke so whenever someone would comment like you're such a fool you get your loony back or quarterback I would make a point to not understand what they're saying and th and continue to like it just sound like an idiot but mm -hmm. anyway I'm going to read you some of it says a Walmart shopper in Canada was outraged to discover a gadget that supposedly charged customers a dollar to use a shopping cart. But according to other shoppers, it wasn't quite what it seemed. The TikTok video alerting Walmart consumers to the development came from Jordan Bonaparte. It was posted to the platform on May 19th and gained attention in the form of more than 200,000 views since going up. He starts by identifying a particular store in Halifax and says, I got bad news for you, Walmart. He then notes that Walmart installed a gadget on the shopping carts in the stores that require you to pay $1 to use one of their carts. He then proposed, if anyone plans on protesting this, let me know and I will join your rally. Commenters came in to add to the narrative. Good God, man, you get your dollar back, FFS, one remarked. Jesus, you get your dollar back, another said. That comment spurred Bonaparte into action. He declared in a response, and they will get their parking lot back when they remove these satanic devices. We're protesting Tuesday at 9 a.m. sharp. But no, really, said others. You get the dollar back when you return the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you get the dollar back. Another noted, do you not shop at no frills? It makes people take the cart back at the corral. Bonaparte re responded by saying, I'm banned from the two no frills in my area. And even if they unbanned me, I wouldn't go back. I'm better than that. I'm not going crawling back to no frills. So they're they're like <laughs> quoting me through like the snarky comments I wrote to the random people. Yeah. Um, eventually, they go on to further criticize me saying like, it didn't seem like his rally really took any speed. But that doesn't matter. I think it was a huge win. I'm so proud of that. Oh, man. <laughs> I sent, like... it, I sent it to my mom. She was quite embarrassed. Ah, yeah, I could see that, uh, you know. Yeah, and I've been sleeping downstairs in the basement the last few nights. Wife is not cool with this kind of attention. So um, this kind of like like makes me think like some of the stories that we cover on this show. And it makes me wonder, like how many of them were jokes that just uh, some news mm. agency just ended up covering? And then mm -hmm. we caught wind of the story and be like, this is crazy. We cover the story on the show. And it is a little meta. And it really, the reason I told that story is not because I wanted to talk about my personal life, because I guess that is personal life. It's because it really plays into the stories we're going to discuss tonight. Because tonight, when I sat down 
with the intention of keeping Canada weird by way of seeking out and exploring and discussing with you the weird, offbeat, and unusual stories that played out in our great nation over this past week, what I stumbled upon was a series of stories that relate to, to-, to social media, specifically to TikTok. Um, and I guess mine kind of plays right into it. So I, I ended up in the center of this episode. But what we're going to be talking to tonight, we're going to hear about Lil Tay. And I guess we're going to question if she's actually dead. We're going to hear some, about some heart-shaped nonsense that played out on TikTok. We're going to hear about why maybe you shouldn't be eating borax the way is the way it has been advertised on TikTok. And we're going to hear about a hunger strike in Chilliwack, B.C., are you sitting down? Because this is a wild one. I am sitting down. I, I, you know, I always sit down. Perfect. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's just jump right into it. We do have listener mail, but let's save that for the back end of this episode. I'm too excited. I want to get into these stories. Okay. But which story? Where do you want to start with this? Oh, there's a lot to consider there. Let's start with uh, Little Tay. Lil Tay, L-I-L. I prefer Little. Little Tay. That's <laughs> yeah. what her, her parents call her. Do you know, uh, before I sent you the, be this tiny article. Tay. That's, you know, instead of Tiny Tim, it'd be Tiny Tay. Tiny Tay. Do you know anything about Lil Tay? I knew nothing about Little Tay. Okay. I Lil still say Tay, Little. <laughs> You're saying Little, little now too. Little Tay is, I guess, like something between like rapper, social media influencer, social media like character slash personality something like that but she what she does is this sort of version of like sort of gangster rap lifestyle kind of videos she's described as an american born but canadian internet person personality and rapper uh in 2018, while claiming to be only nine years old, she gained prominence online for a period of three months, proclaiming herself to be the youngest flexor of the century. Lil Tay out here balling in the eye gate. I dropped 200 racks on this car, and I'm only nine years old. I got the keys to this car. Ga- Tay gained a reputation for insulting her viewers while boasting about her wealth. Her videos were criticized publicly by rapper Snoop Doggy Dogg, who noted that she needed to be in school learning how to be a little girl, not a dumb grown person. <laughs> so she's kind of like when you if you watch a little Tay video, you're going to say like, oh, my God, the youth of today are beyond repair. Uh, she comes across as like she'll be outside outside of like a super fancy car. She'll have a big stack of bills and she'll be just cursing at the camera. But she's just as like looks just like this little girl anyway. But then she just kind of disappeared until a few days ago. Uh, just last week, uh, surprise announcement. Um, her social media account issued a statement declaring uh, or issued a statement uh, announcing the passing, the death of 
Lil Tay. Uh, and this this made big news. I'm, I'm going to play you a CTV video where they share the news of Lil Tay's passing. BC's social media star who gained millions of followers under the name Lil Tay has died. A Vancouver area teen whose real name was reportedly Claire Hope became an Instagram sensation in 2018 boasting about her wealth. She was only nine years old at the time. A post on her Instagram account today describes her death as entirely unexpected. The post says it is with a heavy heart that we share the devastating news of her beloved Claire's sudden and tragic passing. Adding, Claire will forever remain in our hearts. The post mentions her brother also died and that both deaths are under investigation. So sh short and sweet news report there. Basically a Canadian news, I think most major Canadian news sites covered it in that way. They read a section of the announcement on her social media, briefly summarized her life and ended it with, you know, it's under investigation. Uh, a lot of people online, I, I kind of tuned into the conversation and a lot of people were speculating it was a murder-suicide. I heard people speculating it was the result of a car accident where either Tay, little Tay, or her brother were, were dying. Needless to say, people took it very seriously, but only for a short pe period of time. A couple other statements came out from her ex-manager that seemed to cast some doubt on what was actually going on, if Tay was actually dead. Although the the um, like the claim of her death, other than just being a social media post, was now supported by like mainstream press all across Canada and the US were reporting on this. So of course people believed it. And then another social media account popped up in which Lil Tay claimed, I had to set up this new account because my other one got hacked. Long story short, over a short period of time, the truth surfaced. And here's how that was shared. Listen to this. Mm. Social media personality Lil Tay is alive and speaking out, claiming her Instagram account was compromised and used to spread jarring misinformation about her and her brother's alleged deaths. Tay opened up to TMZ Thursday, saying she wants to make it clear that she and her brother are safe and alive, but she's completely heartbroken and struggling to even find the right words to say. It's been a very traumatizing 24 hours. All day yesterday, I was bombarded with endless, heartbreaking and tearful phone calls from loved ones, all while trying to sort out this mess. Now, the 14-year-old influencer claims her account was taken over by a third party, who she says even got her name wrong, calling her Claire Hope when she says her legal name is Tay Tian. Lil Tay out here on the top of Beverly Hills. I run this beat. Who do you see doing it like Lil Tay? I'm the youngest one doing it. I run LA. What a mess. What do you what do you make of this chaos? It's I don't even know what to think. Ah, there's a lot of angles here to approach this. I, I is she playing a character? Like what what's the what's the ang what's the story here? Is she is she you know, is this like Borat or something where she's mm -hmm. just like a regular little girl, but she's got this character that she does on Instagram and and that's mm -hmm. that. Like, what's the deal? So, so when you say you, you, there's a few angles you want to approach. So the first angle is just going to be what the heck's up with Lil Tay. Let's start and at then the we'll beginning. Come... Who is yeah. so, uh, Tiny I don't know. Tay? I would like there's money to be made uh, on these sites by gaining a following and one way to gain a following is to just do outrageous stuff so i could see 
if she was being supported by like either older friends or siblings or parents who were kind of coaching her and helping her grow this character and play this character. If that's the case, I, I, I kind of enjoy it. I think it's like it's kind of wild if that's what's actually happening. If it's legit and it's not a character, then it's sad, <laughs> I, I guess. Well, and, and it's a statement for, for our society. I think either way... It's a dangerous game. Like if 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 it is her family and her, you know, older siblings or whatever it is supporting her in this character and she's not really like this and and but they're delivering it in a way where they're blurring the lines uh quite a bit between what's real and what's not. And when you're 9, 10 years old, that can be a really challenging balancing act to mm-hmm. to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's it's not good either way. I don't think that like if if she is playing a character, I think that again that's that's thin ice that they're skating on there uh with a child. And mm-hmm. if if this is what the child's like and she's free to to be this way to the world yeah. on Instagram, that's <laughs> Then take also, her damn phone. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, yeah what are you just are you checking what your kid is up to at all um, mm-hmm. and how they're portraying themselves online? And and even if it is a character, the audience doesn't know that exactly. And mm-hmm. and there becomes a certain point in time where the performer, the child, is probably going to get lost in that too. Because mm-hmm. the bigger that character grows, uh, the more complicated it will become for this child to separate her normal life from the character's life because everything is so gray and it's not so black and white. Okay. So, so that is our, our um, discussion surrounding who little Tay is. And if we, you know what we make of this kind of either art form or lifestyle. Now, what about the death announcement? Do you think like meta has meta, the owner of Facebook and Instagram has issued a statement saying this was in fact a hack job and we identify, we helped her, you know, reclaim her accounts and stuff. So that seems to have some legitimacy to the idea that she was hacked and someone was just screwing around. But at the same time, given the character of Lil Tay, if it is a character in all the things that have done happened, it doesn't seem far out of reach to like be like we're gonna fake a death. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be on CNN. Well, this is again part of the problem. If it is a character, and then no one really knows where the performer ends and the character begins, so then a death announcement is made through a hacked account, whatever the situation was, and then actual people in this child's life think she's dead. And yeah. then she talks about how disturbing this was and and how emotional it was and, and all of these things. It's like, well, you probably shouldn't be doing whatever it is that you're doing. It, like this, this seems really unhealthy to me. Like this is, seems mm. so uh, twisted, the whole thing, but- no matter what angle they're coming from. There is a trail that has been blazed, though, for this sort of character and monetizing this sort of character. Do you remember there's I don't I don't know her name, but there was a young 
girl who was on the Dr. Phil show. Her parents brought yes, her on the show because yes, she misbehaved. Yeah, yeah. And she was like a rapper. And she, like, did she Catch not me like outside, challenge? That, that, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she kind of like challenged Dr. Phil to like a fight or something. She ended up going on to becoming a huge, successful social media musician type and is now worth millions of dollars. Coincidentally, Little Tay, a part of her fame, came when she start when she got in an online feud with that girl from the Dr. Phil show. And I think there's a video of them like getting in a fight outside of a hotel or something. So there is kind of some connections there. And I I feel like Little Tay may just be like version 2.0 and or maybe the Canadian version of that other person who may or may not be playing a character as well. So long story short. Who knows where the truth is? The only people who probably know are the people at the center of these stories themselves. But calling back to what I talked about earlier, there was a lot of people who thought that I was actually, that me and our friend Randy were protesting Walmart and they believed it and chimed in. So maybe Mm -hmm. she's just, you know, doing the same kind of weird LARPy craziness. But yeah, it's it's definitely more extreme. And I think... um, the death announcement is crazy. It's also, you know, there's something to be said about the fact that mainstream media just covered it as if it was fact. Just covered it, yeah, as if it was real. And it's, again, it's this, it's this giant of social media that is just, it's, it's allowing people with no ability or talent or anything to contribute artistically to the world to be able to come on and do this kind of thing and it snowballs and then all of a sudden this money starts coming in people start reacting to it in a certain way and it just gets out of control and and i think it's one thing when you're an adult doing it like you know if you're uh you know doing fake protests uh, a 40 year old man protesting walmart with your son yeah yeah you know that's that's one thing but when you have a child doing it or a family kind of parents that are letting their child kind of do this i don't know it doesn't sit right with me and i think uh everybody needs to take a step back here and and think about what the long-term effects of this mentally and emotionally it's going to be for someone who's developing at a very young age like come Mm -hmm. on like this is this is gross uh you want to know what else is gross there's another trend going on on social media right now it seems to be primarily a tiktok trend and we've talked about these kind of dangerous nonsensical trends in the past um there's a new one i think when i think back at the last one we talked about of course there was the thing where you you know, um, oh, what was it? There was some challenge. The Tide Pods or? No, it was cooking. Uh, the challenge we talked about on the show were people cooking chicken in cough syrup. It was like you would, they would bathe their chicken in this like oh, green. Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah. I vaguely remember it now. This is like yeah. a year ago. We yeah, that's a while it. ago. It was the NyQuil chicken. That's what oh, it was. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, but. I'm always interested when I see these these weird kind of fads go across social media and trick people into doing dangerous things. The latest one is what people are calling the borax diet or the borax vitamin supplement. Yeah, I I use borax to kill ants in my yard. But uh-huh. let me play you a news clip that describes how some foolish people are using borax on social media. Listen to this. 
From biting down on a Tide Pod to chugging a blackout rage gallon, TikTok has a new trend in town. I hopped on the Borax train. I jumped on the Borax train. I have officially jumped on the Borax train. People jumping on the Borax bandwagon by adding the chemical compound to their water to create a Borax beverage. Okay. It's often used as a laundry detergent, but now TikTok users are saying Borax can help with a range of health issues, like relieving joint and muscle pain. It's a powerhouse anti-inflammatory. But an associate professor of environmental toxicology at the University of Guelph says, not so fast. The issue with Borax is that um, it, it also is going to expose the person to boric acid. Now, boric acid, there are small amounts in our food, and that's... That's not a big deal, but we don't want to increase our exposure to boric acid because it can have adverse effects. He says the messaging mix-up may have happened because the mineral boron has benefits in healthy doses and comes from borax, but not with how it's being consumed online. You could damage your kidneys, you could damage your liver, there's different organs, right? Depending on how much you're consuming, it could be a detrimental to your digestive tract. But as the trend of consuming the chemical continues to gain traction, the messaging from experts is clear. While the insides of your washing machine can handle borax, your insides can't. I'm speechless. Well, well, well I, I, I'm not speechless. I'm just, and I'm not, I won't even say I'm disappointed or surprised. People are crazy. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, a point of view on this, okay. and it might shock you. Oh no, you're on the borax train. I fully support people drinking borax <laughs> okay keep talking okay and i'll explain why okay so we're in a very complicated part or chapter in human history okay so right now we have <clears throat> excuse me i just had some borax uh <laughs> right now we have global warming has now become become uh, global boiling right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so our planet, we are not long for this planet much longer. We have to make a decision in the next, uh, you know, sooner than, than we hope that, that we will have to leave this planet and find another planet that we can, that's more, you know, uh, conducive to, 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 to us because uh, we're at global boiling and, and the earth is going to no longer allow us to live here. We won't be able to stand the extreme weather, the extreme heat, all of these things. So we have to only take so many of us. There's only so many of us that can go to the new planet where we're all going to live. And we have to choose who these people are that are gonna go. So the best way in the next 20, 30, 40 years of us to to choose who is the best to go is to have the people who are drinking borax <laughs> can't go <laughs> so it makes the choice easier because they'll be dead from drinking borax mm -hmm. people who are, okay. are drinking and eating laundry detergents and and all of these crazy social it's, i think it's all part of the natural selection and the the natural course of, of human evolution for mm. us to get rid of the ones that aren't that we don't want to bring with us to the new planet. Mm. That's interesting because natural selection, it, it generally it involved like 
uh, a living thing, um, being able to compete with other living things in a kind of natural wild world. But now humans as the apex predator, I guess, we run the planet. We have high technology that pretty much has eliminated all predators we would have naturally had. Mm-hmm. We are now on the internet, but it's almost like our new predator is our own as ourselves, but more so maybe our own stupidity. Yeah. And it's almost like, yeah, it's, it's, that's it. That was an interesting way to, to look at that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can understand your point of view, but I think as a humanitarian, as I'm known as widely, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want people to drink borax and boric acid. I think when the time comes that we're leaving to go to another planet, I think we just need to find a way to leave no man behind, even if the person we're carrying. No, along we won't is like be able to take everybody borax. though. We won't be able to take everybody, and this is an mm. easy way for us to decide because whoever's left from not drinking laundry detergent. <laughs> gets to go but the people who were drinking laundry detergent they can't go they're dead by the time the the, the mothership is ready that's a good point um well i'll tell you people drinking borax aren't the only idiots on tiktok uh there's another set of idiots another set of idiots a much smaller subset but uh this specific set that we're going to talk about is canadian of course uh i want to tell you the story of the heart-shaped nonsense that just played out in Tofino, B.C. This is a bit of a sad one. Listen to this story. We'll talk about it. Tofino is where tourists usually come and learn to surf. But a recent social media stunt has caught one couple in a wave of criticism. I was appalled. (laughs) This video, first posted to Ashley Smith's TikTok account, shows a couple on Chesterman Beach with a caption that reads, he wanted to do something cute to show how much he loves me. And then he did this. When the heart-shaped paper towel soaked in gasoline is ignited, the flames spread. I gotta kick it out. <laughs> but things were only just heating up. You're listening to Tough City Radio? for which Phone calls right? started flooding the local radio station, the community expressing their outrage. This particular thing, because of the nature of it, and how it actually affected nature, really upset a lot of people. Poor timing, poor judgment, tone deaf. That's a bit irresponsible. I think we all have to be careful. And I think it's quite entitled, to be honest. Not to mention, incredibly dangerous. Tofino is facing level three drought conditions and under a total fire ban. On top of that, it's been dealing with more than two months of ongoing road closures along Highway 4 after the Cameron Bluffs wildfire ripped through the area, destabilizing the slope. How can anyone think this is okay? BC Wildfire Service confirmed it is aware of this latest incident, taking the opportunity to remind everyone to be careful. No open fires whatsoever. Think about if there's a potential to start a fire, any heat source in the coming week is going to have that potential. The couple couldn't take the heat. Smith did not respond to our request for comment, and the video has since been deleted from her account with more than 21,000 followers. Instead, what appears to be an apology video has been posted to her partner's account, captioning, we just wanted to make a cute video to show our love. This is not cute. It looks like it's going to take more than that to win the hearts of those who call Tofino home. 
if you're going to call yourself an influencer, if there's a chance someone's going to repeat it, that consequence is on you. Kylie Stanton, Global News. Just want to describe the video for people mm-hmm. who are listening, because because I think um, everything about this story is stupid, but the video at the heart of it is also stupid. It's a couple on a beach and on the screen, it says like, you know, he wanted to do something special or something. And then he did this. They're standing on the beach and there's like paper towels spread out in the shape of a giant heart. And we now know from that article, the paper towel was soaked in gasoline. Uh, but he lights it on fire and then they like hug and kiss in the center of this burning heart. But it's not as romantic as it sounds because it's like a bunch of paper towels soaked in gas. So there's like thick black smoke coming off it. They yeah. must have been gagging and choking. And oh, man. And then they do this in the middle of a drought and all this other stuff. Uh, so I'm not surprised they got some hate coming their way, which they couldn't stand. So they pulled the video. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're falling in love in the fiery depths of hell is what the video <laughs> looks like. You, it does. you know, like you don't have to prove to the world that you're in love. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that at all. You can just be in love. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then the other thing is, like, if he wants to do something sweet for her, I feel like the whole like setting up a tripod and filming the video, like quick hit play or hit record. I'm going to do something sweet. That kind of takes a lot of the the sweetness out of it right that's like guys watch this i'm gonna you know do something awesome for my wife my wife's gonna be like why would you yeah yeah it's not as fun it doesn't feel as spontaneous when it's well it's it's well it's also very much like look at what i did that was so nice look at how amazing i am or something i don't i I hate everything about it yeah the whole thing the whole it's it's all about you know self-admiration and and you know getting likes and shares on the internet and it's, it's so gross but it's like you don't have like if you love each other who cares if the rest of the world knows it what does it matter like why do you have to go on tiktok with some ridiculous stunt <laughs> and sh- and and show your love this way you know it's mm-hmm. don't go on the internet at all just mm-hmm. uh support each other um you know don't cheat on each other uh just be there for each other and grow old together and then die together. And you'll have a little gravestones next to each other in the graveyard. And, and your, your kids will put flowers on your graves and talk about how much you guys loved each other. And, and the proof will be in the pudding, man. You don't have to set yourself on fire. Wow. Um, But this isn't a big far step removed from the whole stupid Borax thing. This is just another nonsensical social media thing it's just to get attention it's not it has nothing right. to do with how this much planet. they love each other and it's like yeah the new planet won't have social media there'll be no mm. tiktok there'll be no internet we'll be starting from complete scratch there will be no teenagers and there'll be no animals well, we need animals there. we need to eat oh shit yeah okay we got to figure out a way that. in the new planet to have animals well we'll be growing i think by that point in time We'll be growing our meat in labs. So we'll have a lab oh. up there that will grow the meat. Uh, and we can have animals for nice reasons and live alongside the animals mm. and not be their masters or they they be our masters. Mm, um, like yeah, so I think that'll be nice. The new planet, it's going to be really nice. It's going to be very um, almost like going back to a time when you grew your own food 
and you only knew your neighbors and you don't know what's mm. going on in the rest of the planet, it won't matter. It'll just be a little colony of us that the ones that didn't drink borax and <laughs> or set ourselves on fire. Or at set the beach. ourselves on fire, yeah. <laughs> There'll be no love up there. Nobody is allowed to fall in love on the new planet. Because or if they fall in love, they just have to go off to like a separate part of the planet where they can just be alone together in love mm -hmm. and no one and else love needs and, to hear and, all, and, and, and light fires. But our side of the planet, I think they need to go to a whole other planet, uh, planet love. And then that's anyone who wants to be in love goes to that planet. And we're in planet just eating vegetables and uh, singles and hanging it's a out. Swingers yeah, planet. Just, yeah. No, but no, we don't swing. <laughs> oh, because we're not. We're yeah. non-sexual. We don't do anything sexual on this planet. Okay. All right. I, we may have to go to the back to the drawing board on this idea, but I, I like where you're going with it. Let's move on. Let's get back to this planet Earth, specifically this country, Canada. We talked about a lot of stupidness happening on social media, from my shopping cart thing, to Lil Tay's death, to the heart-shaped nonsense in Tofino, to the people drinking borax. The next story is someone who is at least trying to use social media uh, to empower themselves, to defend themselves, to stand up against the mean city of Chilliwack. Mm. Uh, this is our first hunger strike story on this, in the history of Keep Canada Weird. And I just want to put it out there now that if there is ever a hunger strike in Canada by anybody for any reason, we'll cover it on this show. I'm interested. In whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to filter out the reasons. We can't have someone hunger striking for any reason. And and if they're going to hunger strike, I think we you owe it to them to. Well, I guess. Yeah, there's probably some reasons. There are some reasons that someone could hunger strike that are not reasons that you want to. Yeah, I'm going to call promote. I'm going to pull that back. Yeah, we'll yeah. cover almost every hunger strike. Any reasonable hunger strike will cover <laughs> it. Yeah. The hunger strike we're going to cover tonight, uh, this is this is a roller coaster. This is the story of Rajneesh and Harpreet Dawan. They've been complaining to the city of Chilliwack about the noise coming from a pickleball court that was recently, like in the last several years, built just footsteps from their back door. The, the complaining against the city of Chilliwack got them nowhere. So they raised the stakes. Mm. They started a damn hunger strike. Listen, over a pickleball court. Listen to this. Yeah, pickles. I like that quietness. I like it forever. <laughs> it's rarely quiet on the pickleball courts right behind Rajneesh and Harpreet Dewan's Chilliwack home. It's really very, very high-pitched noise because it's the paddle. They have a fiberglass paddle. When it hits the ball, it is very annoying. For large parts of the day, the couple is forced to endure the constant smack of pickleball hitting paddle on these city courts. Have you heard of a torture technique when uh, a drop of uh, water is put on your forehead once, twice, and then every day consistently? It's like that. You are being subjected to this high decibel sound. We have a recording. It goes up to 85 decibels from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. 
The Dewans were not consulted when the city built the pickleball courts just steps from their property line in 2019. I love noises, I love people, I love children playing, but I never signed it for this kind of nuisance or such kind of a noise. I feel for both sides of this because the city was trying to do something to accommodate all of the hundreds of pickleball players in Chilliwack. And I also can feel for those people because it would be annoying to have that noise all day long every day outside your house. The couple says the noise got even worse when the courts were resurfaced in 2021 and this black sound barrier recently installed by the city does nothing. All the studies show that no sound mitigation efforts work in if the, if the pickleball courts are less than 65 meters. So this is just five meters. The city tells CTV News when a new indoor pickleball facility is completed in 2024, these courts will be closed. But you the Dewan say they can't to. wait that long. This is not noise, this is torture. This is this is this has affected my mental physical health. So on Sunday, they're planning a sit-in and hunger strike. And we will sit there on the courts and I will forsake all food. They vow to stay on the courts until the mayor agrees to close them and peace and quiet is restored to their home. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I can understand one side of this is the sound of a pickleball court next to your house would be brutal. Just like, whoop, 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 oh. And there's several courts, so it would be like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Wow, 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 wow. Like and all it's not day. just that, it's the people playing it like oh god, oh, 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 like screaming, you know, you're gonna yeah. be screaming the whole time you're playing pickleball. It would drive you nuts. Yeah, I get it. And he seen the man and the wife in that clip, like it, they come off a little crazy, like I will forsake all food and you know going on a hunger strike does come across as a little unhinged. But I do get their point. I think if it was oh, me, I'd, yeah. I'd be so upset and I'd be cursing that pickleball court. But what do you think of this? Think they're going too far? No, I think they are going in the right direction. And I think they need to get as, as extreme as they need to to get this pickleball court placed somewhere else. Uh, mm, somewhere but... that's not too close to any residential housing. Here's the thing, though, is their home in their back step abuts a park like a walking park you know pe people are doing recreational stuff so i think if you're the city you're like you, you you know you're living by that so you get to benefit from it by having it next to you it probably increases property value but you got to take the good with the bad and the bad side of that is there's noise and it, it just doesn't, so happens it doesn't increase your property value if it's if it's noisy yeah, like it park noise doesn't. is one thing but pickleball courts right next to your back door is a whole other ball game mm -hmm. so if that kind of noise is going on your property value is going down no one's going to want to buy your house yeah do you think the city should have thought about that when they when they put the pickleball court there like it, whether it's pickleball or tennis courts or basketball courts maybe try to have that in like the center of the park so pe so it's not so close to someone's home because of of course it's going to drive people nuts well you know whenever you need to do something to your property like build something or make changes like you have to go a lot through a lot of red tape with the city with the municipality uh in terms of zoning and in terms of what's allowed to go where and how big is it and does it infringe on other properties and does it infringe on the neighborhood for for sound and sight like there's all the number of reasons uh, while you may or may not be allowed to build something on your property. And this should be the same thing. So when the city is considering building a pickleball court, 
on a piece of land that they own that's currently functioning as a park, they need to consider what's around the park, what kind of disturbance is this cork going to cause if we build it here. Uh, there are people who live right next to it. Yeah, they should have considered it. And because mm -hmm. that's horrible to live next to that sound mm -hmm. constantly. Uh, it'd be brutal. Mm -hmm. Or they should at least put in uh, scheduled time so that it's not all day, all night. Like it sounds mm -hmm. like it is now. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like so far the only like thing the city did to help was they they hung some kind of like black tarp up but in the news clip if you're listening to it you didn't really get to they didn't explain this well but his patio is like a little bit high up so the black tarp is like low so the sound is like it's it's not helping at all uh hence his hunger strike but let's have a little update here this this happened last week I will give you the spoiler. The hunger strike only lasted a little over a day. Really? Here's how the story ends. Okay. Here's how the story ends. A Chilliwack man protesting the noise of a pickleball court near his house has ended his hunger strike. Rajnish Dewan started his strike on Sunday, frustrated by the constant noise beside his property. He told Global News that the racket had not stopped since the sport gained popularity last year. The courts were first installed in Portage Park in 2019. After 50 hours with no food, he says progress has been made and the strike is over. Dewan says people have a better understanding about his experience with the noise since speaking out. Initially, people thought that I was being, you know, just a trivial, just to, uh, just complaining about people playing pickleball. But as uh, we went into day one, day two, and finally into day three, uh, we saw a shift in momentum in terms of uh, people really understanding. People came from different parts of Chilliwack, especially on Monday, to support us, to you know say words of love to us. And the hate, online hate, went down a little bit. Dewan says he's been invited to a meeting with city staff to address his concerns about the noise. So it sounds like the end is the city is going to meet with him mm -hmm. and other people seem to understand that it's not this trivial complaint. Although you and I, I think the two of us are on the same page. We're like, yeah, we're on his side of this. I, I, I see his point. Uh, a meeting with the city, I think maybe he'll get something, but maybe they just want to get him off the court or get him away from the courts from his hunger strike and get his signs down because he had a couple signs up. Looking at the lay of the land there, during some of the news clips we had just watched together, you could get a sense of where the court was mm -hmm. versus his home. Yeah, they and had I a think nice this... aerial shot there, like a drone shot of uh, yeah. uh, how close yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it is, like, it is super. It just feed away. I think the solution is easy. I think the city should pay to get some trees put in between the court and his house, so that way the foliage, like the leaves and stuff from the trees, will... Uh, will deaden the sound like that is the solution like if you live near a main a busy street people will like grow a hedge that takes a long time though to grow a hedge that's high enough to do this job i think the city should just pay the money and put a couple trees in there it'll it'll put some shade on the courts which will be nice for the players it'll probably add longevity mm -hmm. to the asphalt uh, and the and the paint and stuff on the court and it will solve his problem yeah, but I think there's a direct correlation between the rise in borax drinkers and the rise in popularity with pickleball. So I do have a theory that a lot of people who play pickleball are also 
TikTok borax drinkers. So I think mm. in the next several months, a lot of these pickleball players are going to be dead. The problem is going to solve itself. The problem is going to solve itself. Okay. Uh, yeah, because there is no pickleball on the new planet. Mm. <laughs> and it, yeah, okay. But like he said, he he doesn't have a problem with pickleball or the people playing pickleball or the usage of this park his complaint and i agree with him is simply with where the city of chilliwack decided to put the pickleball court next to his damn house uh we'll see where this situation goes i'm gonna follow this in you know he's gonna meet with the city we'll see what happens but something's gotta give i think it's not fair in the meantime we blame all pickleball owners or pickleball players we blame them all hmm. Uh, it's all their faults, even pickleball players in different parts of the country. So tonight we went through a whole lot of stories that relate to social media um, in various ways. Uh, they were weird. They were Canadian. It was great. But now we got to get to our main course. You and I really enjoy listener mail, right? Oh, it's my favorite. I love it. Uh, well, I love it. I love often it. Often we've been doing it at the beginning. I think I want to start doing it at the end. That will allow us. I kind of like when it sprinkles throughout the show. Mm. But yeah, th that works when. Yeah, th that works sometimes. But I, I think tonight mm -hmm. it wouldn't have worked because we got three pieces of mail that all relate to the same topic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can. And see do you know that. what the the main topic is? I don't know. Tim Hortons. No. Nope. Try again. The animal uprising. And hail. And oh <laughs> you never would have guessed. I gave that one up. Yeah, yeah. We had a few stories that related to hail. And of course we uh, over the last few episodes, and of course we talk about the animal uprising a lot. So it's no surprise that in this week's listener mail segment, we have a collection of listener mail items relating to hail in the animal uprising and this show. Two of them are voice memos. One of them is old school mail. Or no, it wasn't, sorry. And one of them was- An email. An email. Mm. Let's start with the email and then we'll get to the voices. This is from Claire. Hey, charismatic Jordan. And then in, in whatever brackets they write, if Aaron gets a description, you should too. So it says, hey, charismatic Jordan and handsome Aaron. First of all, am I, I'm not, I don't see myself as charismatic. Well, talk to her. I don't know. She's the one that stamped you with that. Okay. So Listen to this, though. I have a story from Tasmania about my conversion to supporting the animal uprising theory. It would have been a year or so ago I was walking home with my nine-year-old daughter. Along the way, we passed by a small patch of pine trees that overhang the footpath. In our area, there are flocks of cockatoos, which are very intelligent and creative birds. They have very dexterous, 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 Dex, dexterous, I think. dexterous beaks, which are excellent at manipulating their environment to their needs. This particular day, we were blessed by our cuckatoo overlords with a gift of a pine cone, which they had placed at our feet from the heights at which they rightly abide. We were most humbled by this recognition and now give our cuckatoo masters regular offerings, which they are, which they accept or not, as is their right. <laughs> Stay weird, Claire. Uh, first of all, that is the most eloquent message I've ever read. I can't even read it because it's too well written. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little complicated. Let me take one more stab at it. 
Hey, no, no, just move on. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, Claire, I'm sorry for butchering your email. I think it's a cockatoo. Cockatoo? We don't have. I don't know what that is. It's best not to shine a, a spotlight on what we don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. I think <laughs> from this email. Um, I want to answer you, but I'm not 100 percent sure myself. Okay. So it just makes both of us look like complete idiots. Yeah, let's not let's not do that. Never write in again. No, I tell her. I want Claire to write in. Uh, so let's let's talk about some things we don't know. I don't know what a cockatoo or a cuckatoo or whatever it is is. Do you know anything about Tasmania? All I think about is Tasmanian, Tasmanian devil. devil. That's all I can think about. <laughs> uh, what I'd be curious about is how Claire in Tasmania found us and found our show. I'm very glad that they did. And I love this story about this. Yeah. Uh, what to me, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking it's like some kind of like a magical version of a crow or something. Uh, Claire describes it as a very intelligent and creative bird with dexterous beaks which means like beaks that can move around in a lot of different ways which are excellent at manipulating their environment to their needs so this, yeah, this amazing yeah. bird takes pine cones and leaves them on the footpath also how awesome is it to call like you know here we are in uh, the crappy east coast of canada we have like sidewalks they have footpaths footpaths yeah nice. in tasmania wow it sounds like wow. a magical place like the, it's luxurious. the emerald city in tasmania um and i really enjoy this closing line we were most humbled by this recognition and now give our cockatoo masters regular offerings which they accept or not as is their right or not <laughs> as is their right <laughs> that's amazing like, we call that a turn of phrase that's an amazing turn of phrase i love that letter yeah, it's 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 really nice to to hear. I don't, I don't know, like they don't they don't sound like they're aggressive towards the humans there, the cockatoos. I think they it sounds like they have a pleasant exchange with them. Yeah, I think they maybe see humans as pets or something. And Tasmania, yeah, maybe maybe it's a or maybe it's a trust. They're trying to gain some trust. They'll have the humans let their guard down in that area, and then they'll pounce mm. when the moment is right. I'm looking here, Tasmania is an island state of Australia. So that's a part of Australia. Australia? I, really? I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. 240 kilometers to the south of the Australian mainland. So it's kind of like, maybe it's like the Cape Breton of Australia. Because we also are from well, the, a small island. And the animal uprising may not have started there yet. No, it's like maybe the cockatoos are just nice birds. Maybe maybe they haven't gotten the memo yet to start uprising. Mm. Maybe they're just status quo right now. Mm, that could be it. Uh, Claire, I appreciate that. Uh, if you if you don't have ketchup chips where you are, Claire, let us know and we will get a bag sent out to you. Man, we're not made of ketchup chips here. <laughs> oh, we don't have that in the budget. I'll cover it. That, uh, that made me laugh. It's well worth it. Uh, let, okay. Let's move to, I don't know, let's go to your backyard. Travis and Sydney wants to ask us a question about weather that we may or may not remember. Listen to this. Hello, my name is Travis from Sydney, Nova Scotia. I was just listening to your Keep Canada Weird for August 6th, and I heard you were talking about hail and how you've never seen it in Nova Scotia, bigger than the size of marbles. Well, I just wanted to say, uh, probably 2008, 
there was a random hailstorm in the middle of June. I'll never forget it because I was sitting in my living room and all of a sudden it sounded like these golf balls were hitting off of my windows. And I go outside and there's hail probably the size, maybe a little smaller than a golf ball, maybe on par with a golf ball, pun intended. But uh, yeah, it was... Uh, you were saying you don't remember that, and I, I, I do vividly remember that, so just wanted to get your feedback on that, if maybe that rings a bell around that time frame. So, yeah. Let's keep Canada weird. Was it Travis? That is Travis. Uh, long story short, do you um, do you remember that hailstorm? No, no. I never have. Fake news, Travis. Yeah, yeah. I think those were just your neighbors shooting golf balls at your house. Yeah. Is what that was. <laughs> it was exactly what that was. They were marbles, I guess. There was a, his neighbors just chucking handfuls of marbles at. Yeah, yeah. Prick neighbor Travis is always playing racquetball. He's always playing pickleball. <laughs> pickleball, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, I don't remember that. I think it's fake news. It's either yeah. Travis was set up or it's propaganda from uh, Big Weather trying to get us yeah to... big weather the weather network is just trying to you know explode any story make it bigger than it was and, um and they're using us or you know it could have been a dream travis could have been asleep and uh dreamt this and thought it was real but i i was in sydney all of 2008 there was not one hailstorm didn't happen no no uh let's Okay, this one, I, I want to start by apologizing for the quality of this recording. I blame it on my, when you go to nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, you have the option to record a voice memo. You hit record and it just starts recording and it sends me it afterwards. But every so often, it kind of just sounds sketchy or weird things happen. In the case of this message from Timothy in Arizona, who's, who's calling in, it seems like there was a bit of technical problem. So if you can hear past the technical problem to the words he's saying, this is an important message. Listen to this. Hello, Jordan and Aaron. My name is Timothy. I'm a longtime listener. I live in the state of Arizona, and I have two stories that are relevant to what you were asking about. So just a couple weeks ago, we had, it was 112 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, roughly, what, 40 four degrees Celsius and sunny and about five minutes later I was outside with my dog and a storm came over a monsoon is what they're called but it was hail and we did have not golf ball size but pea size or marble size right between marble and pea size and it was just unbelievable dented my car hurt my dog I well I saved my dog but I have welts from it ran inside the better story though is I have a neighbor was growing this big garden that he had spent all year or however long it takes to do this massive garden well he had a desert tortoise come in one night the tortoise ate his entire garden I mean everything and then dug a gigantic massive hole in his yard and burrowed in there to like hibernate or something and it's a uh, protected animal so there's nothing he can do he can't even go near the area where the tortoise dug the hole so cheers the tortoise nothing he can do ate his entire garden 
left this guy hungry in the middle of a desert. And then the city ties his hands behind his back by saying, you can't even go near that tortoise or your old garden or your backyard. Yeah, it's a great strategy by the animals to get themselves on the protected animal Mm. list. And then that way the humans aren't even allowed to fight back. And and great strategy as well for the for the tortoise to to cut off the food supply to the human, starve them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff. It's uh, yeah, the animal overlords are always at work, yeah. taking us down piece by piece. That sucks. Uh, Arizona's done. They lost. They're out of the war against yeah, the animals. Yeah, sounds hot there. My God, what did he, he say? Forty four. If that's right, that's crazy. Yeah, that is that is intense heat. So imagine it's 44 degrees. All right, that's so hot. Hotter than I've ever seen it in Nova Scotia, for sure. Hotter than I've ever experienced. It's that hot. Hail comes in the form of like a monsoon. That's somewhere between a marble and a pea. His dog's outside. His dog is hurt. So he runs out to rescue his dog in this heat. He's running back carrying his hurt dog from the hail. Mm-hmm. While getting slammed in the back, he gets inside. He has welts. Like it sounds like hell in Arizona. Then this weird turtle <laughs> eats all his neighbor's food, and the government won't let him do anything about it. I hate Arizona. Yeah, I'd rather live in Tasmania. Easily. Oh, the cockatoos leaving you little gifts yeah. and like these absolutely smart, intelligent birds. Or do you want the turtle that you can't? Yeah, move to Tasmania, my friend. There's no uprising going on there. No, it is a peace-loving place. Animals, humans living happily together. They don't even have social media there. That's why uh, I think Claire didn't send a voice memo. They could only do email, maybe. Yeah. They don't have TikTok. Yeah. None of this Borax nonsense. No. Love Tasmania. The more we talk about it, we should start recording that. Yeah. I'd go. Live from Tasmania. Keep Canada weird. <laughs> it's us and Claire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we talk about the Claire uprising. Yeah, um, not uprising, just like the Claire like status quo of happiness in Tasmania. No, it's just the uprising is her just getting mildly irritated, <laughs> trying to write a letter. <laughs> um, well, I think we've done our job here. Is Canada mm-hmm. maybe a little bit weirder after this talk? I don't know if it's weirder, but it's definitely we've shone a light on the weirdness. Hmm. Journalism. We've, we've exposed more of the current weirdness that is always out there. It's called journalism, baby. Yeah, it's just called being nosy. <laughs> Let's wrap this up, Aaron. Uh, yes. But before we do, do you want to call out to listeners to provide feedback for anything specific next week? Like, is there something you want to hear from people about? Is there something you want to know? Is there a reaction or a hot take you think you need to get? I want my Canadian listeners to go on Amazon Prime and start re-watching the entire Degrassi series. Uh, I recommend starting with Junior High, but I've been doing it backwards, okay. starting from the movie and then going backwards. And to our international listeners, familiarize yourselves with Degrassi. Okay. Um, well, well said. Let's wrap it up with that. Until next time, Aaron. Jordan, until next time. Um, I think I asked you before, like, you should get on TikTok. I rescind that. I do not think you should. Dangerous. Okay. Well, and I'd like to say until next time, we'll be on the new planet. We're going to call it Tasmania 2. 
and it's going to be me and you and a bunch of Claire's and cockatoos. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our mandate to keep Canada weird, but let us also call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, we want to hear about it and talk about it on the show. As well, if you have any thoughts, opinions, or feedback about the stories we talked about tonight, we want to hear about that too. You can send us a voice memo at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We both hope to hear from you. I'm going to start wrapping up things here, but before I do, let me first give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but by far most importantly, a massive thanks to each and every one of you listening to the show. Without your interest and your support, the Nighttime Podcast would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now, on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Wendy, Jason, and Christina, thank you for going thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can do it in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription only costs a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If that sounds good, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And even if you don't want to go premium, but still want to support the show, you can give us a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting all your friends know about the work we're doing here on Keep Canada Weird. Again, if anyone listening has any story ideas or wants to give feedback, go to nighttimepodcast.com slash contact and let us know. But until then, I hope you all take care of each other. Hug your loved ones tight, and remember to let us know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. The free cart convoy rolled in here Tuesday at 9 a.m. Walmart did not like their parking lot being shut down, and yes, they did ban me. Probably not a surprise, but that is not going to slow down the free cart convoy. They'll be rolling back in, we'll be rolling back in Tuesday at 9 a.m., with our demand that they remove the paywall from the carts and we give them their parking lot back.